Action Park Media. Welcome to Victory the Podcast. Uh, exciting Victory the Podcast. Uh, a couple of reasons. One, we just wrapped. Literally five minutes ago, we wrapped. Yeah, we wrapped a, uh, what would you call it? Pickup day. Uh, a pickup day. We had yeah. a technical issue with insurance day. Yeah, we actually found out we're going to get the insurance back on this. For people listening, we had a technical glitch in the camera, and it was a focus problem. A focus problem. So they it goes to the insurance company, and then they deemed that it was a was indeed a faulty camera. Yes, we we want to say too, it wasn't our focus polar. No, it was. It, not. it wasn't his fault, and it, was it wasn't not, Dylan's face problem. It was not, right? It was, it was not, not a human error. But nonetheless, a lack of pigmentation in Conley could sometimes be hard to focus. That's uh, true. But he, it's tough That's to look down at lenses at that guy. <laughs> but I have to say, it was our scene, too, and uh, it was kind of a big scene. It's a huge scene. It was a huge scene. It was you and me it's on our, it was our, two, our right. two shots. So right. our close-ups were good, right. but we had to cover that two shot. And, you know, I don't always retain the dialogue. I mean, I forget it as soon as I'm done, usually. But uh, this came back quick, though. It, and it worked out, but... It, I think it, it worked out good. Yeah. Kev, I think you'd agree. It is... Kind of a bummer when you feel good about a scene. Yes. And then you're going back in to reshoot it. You're like, what, Dude, if, it, what if you just don't capture yeah, it? Yeah, what if we don't get it as good as we got yeah. it? I, well, I, I think so we got it maybe even better. Well, though. I can tell I you, we 100% captured it. And I do think we got the two shot better. Because what happened the other day um, when we shot it, um, you guys crushed it in the rehearsal. And then, um, not that you didn't kill it on, on camera, but by the time we did those wide shots first, which I think exhausted you. And Dylan, you'll see it when you see it. But Dylan, you're doing that laugh. which has got, got a mouthful. It's got to be tiring. I mean, to do that that laugh over yeah. and over. And you really, it is funny to watch you because, uh, like, I'm watching you and I know you're my friend Kevin Dylan. And as soon as you go to that laugh, you really are, like, you're a character. And it's I know you're an yeah. actor, but it's just, it's impressive. Thanks, man. Yeah. How are you feeling? You tired? No, I'm not tired at all. I'm actually uh, completely bummed that we're done and that we don't have a plan because I would love to be just going right into season one right now. Yeah. I feel like we got something so special. Today was great, though. Lucas Ellen, uh, who played Jonah Gold on Entourage, was on set straight in from uh, Arizona for college, and that was exciting. Doug, yeah. was like, Doug was annoyed that he was like, wake up, wake up. I'm like, dude, it's 10 o'clock. He's 20 years old. He should be sleeping till noon. <laughs> I wanted him to come to set, though. Like, hey, it was good to see him because I hadn't seen him since he was... I don't know, maybe movie? 12. Right? Is it crazy? I mean, it's, it's... And, of course, we've known him since he was three. Oh, my God. How, right? how old was Lucas? Was he three or four or How something? old was Lucas when we did the pilot? Um, some quick math. Lucas, what year were you born? 2001. I don't know where he went. So, he was okay, bored so already. He was we hit. bored him. He walked so, out yeah, of the producer's Lucas booth. was... Two. I mean, did the pilot. Yeah, wow. and then he comes in on, I guess, season three or four. Do you remember I, I used remember. to do the flips with Lucas? Yeah. I used to flip him. <laughs> you know? Do you want to well, hear a little funny tidbit about Lucas, Kev? Sure. Lucas was born on the day that Mike Mussina had a perfect game going oh. through eight and two-thirds, and Carl Everett broke it up with the bloop single. Yeah. That was the day that I Lucas don't think it's a up. funny tidbit at all. I was holding him going, you may never see this again in your lifetime, and they broke up the perfect game, which <laughs> the Yankees have definitely not had a perfect game since, right? Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure. Maybe a no-hitter. Maybe not. No, no, maybe not. No, perfect game was uh, Wells, I think, was the last one. Oh, uh, what a horror show. Then, so, uh, anyway, we just wrapped. Then, guys, let's talk about this for a second, which was weird. Kevin Dillon, uh, who's from Mamaronek, so I thought he would have known it, but Courage Bagels just dropped off a a, a booty of bagels and Bialis. Are they from Westchester? No, they're Montreal-based, which so is... Why, so why, why, why does that have to do with Westchester? <laughs> 
Bialis. They're oh, anywhere Bialis. there are Jews, there I are Bialis and bagels. Okay, so Westchester has Bialis and bagels. But Courage is, is Montreal-based. No, How good were those? It things? was great. I mean, unbelievable. Connolly, as They're we good know, bagels. I don't want, I don't want, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the Courage guys to get offended. Connolly will. He just won't give. Uh, it's he like it's good. No, yeah. the bagel was fantastic. All right, but at a certain go. point, uh, yeah. it's a bagel, right? It's no, not, no, it's no. not a Thanksgiving turkey. I don't know. You know, it was a, <laughs> Listen, it was a, a lot of people. Bagel. A lot of people got really offended because the New York Times wrote an article that this is the best bagel in the country, and you won't find it in New York. So a lot of people got <laughs> right, really that pissed. That's not going to go. Not a Thanksgiving turkey. Right? <laughs> it's not going to go. No over. stuffing. No gravy. But I'll I tell mean, you it what, was straight as good up, as it was going to be. Straight up, when you go straight up butter on that bagel, it is unreal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you really taste the bagel. It's just amazing. Connolly's not a food th- there guy. Was, no, but there was a few fancy bagels, but I would love to have this one, a buttered yeah, everything. Well, yeah, well, Con- buttered everything. Everyone, everyone had that. Everyone wrestled over that one buttered bagel. Yeah. So Courage Bagels, Kevin Connolly, we got to somehow get him a buttered bagel at some point bagel. so he could maybe he'll give a... Re- What's a food you just fucking love that you're... Because you're not a... You don't get that excited by food, which is fine. You're a healthy no, guy. I'm a f- um, no, I like, I like Food, like, what's a food you just obsessed with? Uh, corned beef and cabbage. It's weird because in all the years I know you, I, I don't see you eat that much. You don't eat a lot. That's Do you throw up say, your food? I, that's that's why he's so say. small, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had that growing. Someone was eating his food. Stunt. So. I think your brother ate all your food. No, I'm not. I'm not a super foodie. But when I when something catches my eye, I sit. But if I get one day left, I don't care if it's food. I don't care if it's McDonald's. One day left on this earth, what are you eating? Oh, you mean like what's your electric chair meal? Final meal kind of thing. You know, that's tough because it would be it would be a a cross between Matsuhisu and probably Dantana's. I don't know. know Oh, maybe. uh, What do you want? Maybe like a tuna tuna parm where you peel the cheese off, scrape the cheese off on his final death day. I love I love sushi. Sushi is my my go-to. Wow. And I also like some sake, too. It's got a sake. I component. would do a tornado Rossini. It's a filet <laughs> mignon cooked medium rare with a foie gras on top. <laughs> foie gras. Foie gras. You know, they're trying to ban little, foie gras. Just they've already banned it in California. No one else is going to ban it but this No, state. Europe is trying to ban it. Why would you yeah. ban Europe foie gras? Europe is not going to ban it's, it's, foie gras. It's, it's cruel how they, how they produce it. Anyway, what is it's foie delicious. Gras? What is it? It's goose liver pate. <laughs> Jesus. Goose I'd, rather, I'd rather eat my own face. <laughs> I'd, I'd eat your face. <laughs> but they're then I put a little black trouble sauce on there. They're just mean to the to the foie and the gras. And anyway, I'm, I'm uh, listen, I'm with you, Dylan. Listen, Delicious. It's pretty it's mean delicious. cows, too. They're you know what? Cows. Look, and, I, and you're wearing their leather shoes. I was right say, don't mind wearing their shoes. I'll be honest with you right now. I mean, I try. I lo- You know how much I love meat. And Prime Barbecue in North Carolina sent me an amazing brisket and sausages, which actually, Dylan, I should have brought you some. They're so good. Yeah, thanks, bro. Uh, but it is, it is. I do love sausage and peppers. Yeah. Those Ooh, are amazing. Sausage. Nice it sausage. is harder for me to get, eat animals, though. All the time. It's getting harder for me. I don't know. I mean, I really? sit here in a leather jacket and leather yeah, shoes I mean, and leather pants. Wrapped in leather. leather. But these guys are gone already. They're, you know, we're not bringing them back. They're not bringing them back. But I, w- I would true. like to yeah. maybe clone my leather jacket. And... Anyway, so right, we right. wrapped. So let's talk about the day. Connolly, which I've asked everybody to do. Perkle, our DP, couldn't do it the other day. I don't watch dailies. I'll tell you why. Uh, when you watch dailies. This is, uh, let's, let's frame this out. This is very important, what you're about to say. So people listening out there, just to give you an idea of what dailies is, if, you know, in case you don't know. The end of every day, the day's work, the previous the prior days, days, the previous work, days work comes in and, and there's the takes. And it's now, you know, back in the day, you used to watch them on film and then they went to VHS tapes. Back in the day, it was great for movies. You would actually yeah. sit in front of the whole crew and, and you watch, would watch them on the big screen. It was not with, not if Billy Walsh was directing, you watch would Watch them on the big screen. And, 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 you know, it was tough because department had to be held accountable, right? So if all yeah. of a sudden everybody's sitting there on the big screen. You start hearing 
bubbling like oh, there the, and there's a Starbucks cup in the uh, in the all on the table. Yeah. You go. So not even that, then it went to VHS tapes and then like anything else, DVDs, and now there are links. They're just digital links. But you can watch for things that you might want to see how a performance is or a take. Now Doug has chosen to not watch dailies at all. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, and I'll, explain I'll, that a little. Well, I'll tell you the two reasons. Number one, I'm there and I'm watching and I know exactly what I have. Yeah. And two, the only reason I watch dailies if, is if I'm having trouble with an actor and I want to see what I'm not getting and think about what I can do. Everybody on this show nailed it. And two, to look at the cinematography in case you think you're not happy with your 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 cinematographer. And I had complete trust in Dave. I did look at some silent dailies because I really, I, what I don't want is to have things the in works. my head. Right. Yeah, I, I, I know what I want. And I John Corn is an amazing editor, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be on the same page. He did Entourage season one, maybe two. And then Larry David said, you're sticking on curb only. And, uh, and he left, but he's great. And um, I just... I don't want to have uh, preconceived things in my head before I see a first assembly. And then I know the takes. I know every single line of the show and what I wanted. And I know what's there. And uh, if I get into the room and there's something not there, I'll be really, really surprised. So, um, right. so I, it's just know. interesting, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I I can see that. I mean, yeah. I, we did watch it just to actually watch the yeah. scene, Dylan and I. But it was great for the most part. I will. I'm like you. I I don't want to hear it. Yeah. So I'll just watch. It well, that's that also way. what I said. Is you know, a lot of people they want to tell you their opinions, which then it's in your head no matter what. Like even Dylan, I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away about a scene. But Dylan was talking about a scene, and he had a certain thought about it that is not how I thought about it. But once he told me about it, which obviously he has to because he's the actor. Then it really started getting in my head, which I think uh, I believe mm-hmm. that we 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 solved your yeah. problem. And, 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 and yeah, 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 I think it was a much better seen in the end. We we figured it. Yeah, out, and, so. and Kevin Connolly, by the way, contributed to the writing process. How did that feel on one of our last scenes? Did you I feel got good some about comedy that? notes. You did. You, you, I you, got you. You're funny. But I uh, but I think what happened was I went to breakfast with Perkle the other day, and he starts telling me Dave about Perkle's our director of photography. And he starts, and I told him too, which you know why I want to bring like, this back. Don't tell me, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Because because I don't want to watch the assembly get to a spot and he couldn't control himself. And uh, he's excited. He was excited. And uh, you know, the original entourage pilot, which someday we will sit in a room and get Jerry and Piven and Adrian maybe, and, and read it. But the original pilot, the opening of the original pilot is the guys come out of a uh, Vince's premiere and turtle thinks it's like the worst movie it he's was, ever seen. It was Bergen's <laughs> Irish pub. No, no, he, no. He's talking about an early I'm talking about the script oh, that, I got you. that I you got and you. I never read. Yeah. So, so this script comes out and turtle, which is, it was a different character and, and it was more of a, a, a Mark type of Vince, but turtle comes out. He's like, Oh man, did that movie suck? <laughs> and and Vince is still the chill guy, and E is the guy like Turtle. Shut the fuck up. He's like, what? And he's going, what? I can't be honest with my boys. I can't be honest. And and it finally gets to the point where. It's like, we get it. We understood what you said. Now shut the fuck up. And then they drive down the street and uh, they see some beautiful girls on, on sunset and they pull over and the girls get in. They're like, how was the premiere? And Turtle's like, it sucked. <laughs> Cut to Turtle standing out on the street as the limo drives away and leaves him there. So it was a different crew. It was right. a different type of crew. Yeah. But for me, when I want to watch this, I don't need to hear. I mean, now I heard you guys tell me the scene's awesome, which I well, saw. We like. We like I know it was awesome. So that's not going to get. But if you were like. Oh, you know, I really didn't like that uh, take of this. I wish we would have been a little well, tighter. Well, I, I know you're going to still look over stuff. Of so. course. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be gonna... 24-7 Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But <laughs> I, I think really... when Dave Perkle showed us, he's... I was like, well, that 
because one of the lines I was like, well, that's not the, you know, there's a better take in there. He's like, well, don't say anything to talk about <laughs> right, that. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I know you're going to find the best. I will find the best. The photographer. And as an actor, though. you know when you got a better one than that. Too. Right. Or a better angle, too. It's right. like, why are you on him for that when you should be on me? They're, generally <laughs> speaking, they like to be on me. Well, the good, I don't know why. The good news for us, though, is, you know, as, as I've told you guys from the get-go, we're all going to collaborate. We're all going to be involved. So I'll show you guys probably cut on Friday, which people are freaking oh, out. So I awesome, don't know dude. if I want to see a cut on Friday. No, no, really? You don't have to be there. <laughs> Me and Doug are going to sit down and really work. We'll go for some tornado. Uh, what is it? Rossini. Yeah, Rossini. Tornado Rossini. Rossini. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little black truffle. Another thing I love, too. White truffle sheets. Oh, you pasta. know what I'm going to do, oh, Dylan? Because we have to make up for our, our horrific Giorgio's dinner about five seven years ago. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to take you to Georgia's for a little white truffle uh, pasta. There we go. Is, there we go. Uh, it's white so truffle good. seasonal, though. We might have to wait a year. And now that I'm talking... Oh, well, hold on. I'm going to yeah. go jump it back to this, this okay, pr- part, of, part of the process, right? They'll do a, a pass on the film, on the look of the film. It won't be the final. They'll do like a, a quick cleanup, right? Yeah. What's the sound process like? I mean, I guess the point is I would like to. You would watch, like to see a sound mix. I would like. I would like to watch. The, I think that the the for filmmakers or people out there listening, I think that the the sound mix is very underrated part of a of a viewing Huge. experience. You don't realize it yeah. until you hear it, right? You're like, okay, like for example, I've gone, I've watched like rough cuts of like friends' movies and been like, you know, whatever, and then you go see it and you're like, holy shit, you know, yeah. because the finishing of part course. of the process. It sounds good. And so, music yeah. as well. We'll have temp music, but right. I mean, I remember. I would like it to be one step down the road before. I don't want to watch. But I remember assembly. when I was shooting uh, a little movie called Kissing a Fool back in oh, 1995. I'm just like, you know, Darren Aronofsky sent me pie with no score. Okay. It was like he did this movie for $30,000, which ended up winning Sundance and, and ultimately the led to him being one of the biggest directors in the right. world. But uh, he sent it to me. And at two o'clock in the morning, I watched the thing with no score. And, no score, no sound. no, yeah. no. And, and it's definitely, um, I mean, it was great, but. It's a different movie once Changes you get the music things. in. So mm-hmm. I think for us right now, the most important thing with this show is we know what kind of show this is. The cinematography is going to be amazing. This is an actor, character writing show like Entourage was. It's going to yep. be about performance. It's going to be about really relating to you guys. And let's, so let's, Charles Sheen hasn't acted in like four or five years. So what did what, you think of Chuck? I thought he was great, man. Yeah, he was he's great. A, yeah, he's a movie star, bro. I mean, he just killed it. He's a movie star. And you know what else he has? And you by look the way? at him in the camera and you go back and you look at, the, you go, fuck, man. You, you know, you remember. He's you know what he has? It. What? A big head. He I'm dead serious. Head. He has a big Does fucking he? head. Bigger than ours? He has a big <laughs> Your ears are huge. Your right? ears no. are huge. He's, he, he has a fucking big movie star head, and so does Morton Sheen. His, I head, mean, his head does fill the frame. Yeah. His I mean, I think it's, frame. you know, it's different. Big, big head. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I think he's unbelievable, and I could feel his nervousness. And well, the, there was, like, some vulnerability there, which was, like, weird for me, because, like, to me, you know, it's like he's Charlie Sheen. It's yeah. like, I I'm you know I'm nervous, bro. You you know he shouldn't be nervous, but he he's just um it was a great experience. He was humble and just right. really really cool. And right. What a great guy. Yeah, he just appreciates. Always these has things. been. Yep. Yep. And the rest of this cast, I mean, I, we crazy. Harvey Guillen tore up that scene. Anna Ortiz, yeah, Harvey was great. Breezy, Kamiko Glenn. I'm not gonna McGinley. lie, I'm a little jealous. That was a great scene. McGinley was damn oh, good. McGinley, too. Sarah Sanderson, yep. Michaela Zulai. Yep. I mean, yes. how does it feel, Kevin? I mean, we haven't talked much about the details but the truth is let's just get it out this show is about i walked into this office two years ago 
I saw what you built with this business, and I said, we've got a show here. I don't know what it is. And we talked about 50 different versions of this at one point. We talked about a Bob Mennery show, a Gary Vaynerchuk show. Um, like an influencer-type-led show. Yeah, right? we talked about me uh, acting at a show, right. which I don't know what happened to that. We but. talked about that for a very quick, <laughs> a very quick conversation. <laughs> but we really came to this thing now. The word's out. You guys are playing yourselves. But you're not yourselves, right. even though you are yourselves. And we've changed things. But you especially, Kevin, you do have this business called Action Park Media. And right. you do have this uh, baby mama named Zulai. And uh, that is, in fact, my baby. And you do have show. this baby, but there was a, another baby that is not your baby. So right. that's so theory in the show, I have twins. But uh, it's to Kevin's point. It's like, we're playing ourselves, but not really, right? I mean, like... Yeah. Uh, I look at some of these things, some of the scenes, and I think, like, what would I, Kevin Connolly, really be saying in a scene? Right. And it's not that. So is it a little confusing like not, that, though? Not confusing, but you go, you know, I, I started out thinking that I was, like, truly playing myself, and then I realized that I was playing a character of myself. Not a character. Everything I say in this show is opposite of how I feel in real life. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean... Uh, yeah, I, we can't talk about all the things I say, right. but it really, so is I this, am not playing me at all. I'm playing someone else. Is this character, huh, interesting, is this character, This just let's assume it's not you, Kevin Dillon or Kevin Connick. Yeah. Is Kevin Dillon in this show more complicated than Johnny Drama was, at least in the pilot? Because obviously we don't know where this is going to go yet. Or, I'd say he's less complicated. Johnny Drama was a complicated cat. Right. He had a lot going on. I just, so this one's know, easier. In, in different ways. He didn't have you know the relationships and ki kids and stuff like that. Right, so, right, right. But he was complicated in the way. He, and what about you, Conley? Ian, Ian Conley have some similarities. And then course. there's this, this other guy now who we don't know <laughs> what it is. So Right, well, you're, you're still finding it. But I'm, I, you know, and, and you also have to remember, at the end of the day, it is a TV show. So my the exact, you know, vocabulary or, or words that I might use in a certain scene would be different. I realize maybe I have a foul mouth in real life, but I, there are things I'm like, man, that scene would have gone down a lot different. <laughs> well, Conley would fight like, no, in every no, scene. No, it wouldn't be that, but I mean, it's, you know, there's whatever. At the end of the day, it, it is a TV show, and, and take it a step further, it's a comedy, a dramedy, whatever you want to call it. So, so you really can only be, play yourself to a certain extent. So trying to bring your brain back a little bit to 2003, how did, I mean, I know the difference for me to this, but for the pilot experience, what do you feel the, just the pilot, what do you feel the difference on the entourage pilot experiences versus this? Uh, I feel that this is, I, I feel like it's tighter. Yeah. And I think it's got, uh, the acting is better. We're better actors now. Right. And we're surrounded, not that the other guys weren't great in the all, but a lot of, be, there was a lot of beginner actors in entourage right. and guys kind of learning how Finding to do it. their way, right. And this, we have just really experienced actors. Right. I, I, I think that this is going to be a better pilot. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to have all the same avenues. Entourage, right. as a pilot, led to a lot of different directions. Right. And I think this one can as well. Yeah. It's but just hard to see. There's less it with, characters in this one. There was with, a lot right. more characters right. in Entourage. No, no, there's so. more characters in this one. Well, in this pilot, I, I, we have more. In, in Entourage pilot, we this have pilot five feels like three uh, three main guys. When you see the whole thing, and, you're going to see how many other characters we got. I mean, yeah. for real, I think there's a whole other show going on at the office. But Kevin, what do you think? Well, I think what, to what Dylan said, I think a little more confident as an actor, a lot more experienced, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm more confident in what I'm doing as opposed to, you know, that's the other thing too for actors listening to this, you know, pilots are, you know, you go to a big pilot, whether it's a network or HBO, and the pilot is a slippery slope, man. Yeah. Many, many people show up on the pilot and are not in season two. True so that, and a lot of pilots too don't, don't get picked don't up at get... all. Nobody ends up seeing this. You right. put all this work in and nobody right. sees them. So for me, 
I, you know, I had I felt very secure in my job, which I think leads to leads to you know uh, a more comfortable performance. Where truthfully, like in the in the in the entourage pilot, like you, you know, you're just trying to like be around, right? right? You're you're trying to make it, you know, for the mm. you know, it's episode two could very easily been like, yeah, you know, he just he, he couldn't handle it. Yeah, he decided he was e. going to move back east. <laughs> yeah, you know forget I mean? E. I mean, for the entourage pilot, I had to hire my boss. I had to hire someone to watch over me because I had never done a TV show before. But so that's I, common, uh, Doug. That's not. No, just you. They, no, I know that, but the I'm first saying, time showrunner, they'll yeah. stick like a an experienced guy, an experienced guy to kind of show you the Larry ropes. Charles kind of guy, right? right but it right. wasn't Larry Charles. Yeah, Larry Charles came guy. in after the pilot. But my point is, is I'm like feeling someone's watching me the whole time. Besides the network, I also have this guy, and then we had all these other people. So again, obviously, we did ten years of a show. I've done other pilots since then and other things, but I felt like yeah, I'm completely gonna, different. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, Kev. I don't know how you felt about <laughs> that, but it was really pretty cool to be have nobody around. Yeah. Yeah. In terms uh, of, and by the way, every- I, I like to have him one guy at the monitor, Doug. Right. So you were the director, the writer. I So it was me and you could just talk about what right. we need. It was like Entourage a movie. Pilot. Of course. Of course. Six meatheads all right. giving you different directions. That is, well, that it is the famous crazy. moment Not in the Entourage Pilot. I think I finally went. What did I say? Well, I, I by the way, remember by it, the way, but. it's interesting that it came back to this, but we're talking about the scene with the bigger the head, the bigger the star. And Dylan, he did, and it wasn't anybody's fault, but well, we had it producers. Was, it was could everyone argue, at Video Village's fault. You could argue that Dylan, I mean, listen, man, here, here's I, the I, worst thing. I don't thing. regret it all. It's exactly what we needed to do at that moment because we had to have one person tell us something not like you know, multiple five different multiple times we'd hear something that from was completely the director. different than we'd hear something guys. from not, you guys. I'm not we, saying your response was was incorrect. I'm I was saying, a, I was a I'm big, saying we had six or seven people who had never been on a TV show. We're right. sitting there and we're like, uh, but Dylan just turns and goes, Which one of you fucking meatheads is gonna give me the proper direction? <laughs> right, or just give me because one. We were getting, just, we're getting mo- we were, not only that, we were getting what do you call it? Like yeah. opposite notes. Yeah. Where one guy telling he you to go told turn me to left, one guy telling you to turn right. And I mean this, and I'm not just saying this. The HBO executives that were on Entourage were always great to us. Yeah. yeah. And they were never, and they were always supportive. But at the end of the day, that second row of chairs is the executives, right? So that just adds another layer. This felt... Like and and it, it is, but this felt like a little bit of an independent film. And at the end yeah. of the day, it came down to right, the but actors you had, and you, you had, and Foxman, and it was like so. A yeah, small, I was about to say, you had committee. producer Foxman, well, in the second yeah. row of chairs. How do you feel about that? No, he was I in the first Ted, row. So yeah. he's so he's so easy and such a good guy. And anything he says is going to be a good direct. You know, he gave some good directions. Yeah, it's just a, it's a smaller committee. Yeah, it right? was great. Then it was then it can be on some. Pilots. It was a great experience, really you guys. Was. I really and, did. I thought you know, entourage. The pilot was torture for me. I mean, it was like, like we said, there's a lot of voices, but it was also complete nerves. Like, where are we going right, with we're this? We're coming this, on after like, Sex in the City. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a whole thing. And they were right. talking about, remember, there was that other pilot from uh, either Rodriguez or uh, somebody awesome. Clooney, right? It was Clooney. Somebody they, they, had another, another pilot, Hollywood so, show. And, and they would talk about it on the set. And you're like, oh, we're never getting picked up. And they're only picking up one. This really felt so freeing. And so amazing. And honestly, being at work with your fucking best friends and your family. And there wasn't a moment, as yeah. far as I can recall, of tension on this set. Zero. It was just enjoyable. And everybody, right. you know, the thing is that really makes... That starts with you, though, Doug, right? It starts at the top. You it, were in a good yeah. mood. You were in a good That's place. True. You were happy. You were... When you're happy, bro. I, I appreciate Doug, that. Doug, when you smile, the I world don't smiles remember seeing you. you this happy 
ever. All of Entourage. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, that, I mean, it was really, really a fun. Well, time. it was definitely this was much more enjoyable and, and freeing. But I think you guys also don't realize how much you bring to the crew, and everybody just feels like we're we're doing something really good and serious, but we're also having a good time in between takes. We're not like everybody shut yeah. the fuck up. It's just it just feels really good. And I I can tell you, Gary called me and said. How many Gary Goldman, Gary Goldman, our producer, producer, first day date. How many crew members called them and said, "Please get this thing going because we don't want to go back to the other miserable yeah. shows that we work right. on." Now and, we uh, have to be realistic about this, though. This is a pilot, so yeah. I mean, I feel great about it. We all feel great about it, but I've done a lot of pilots yeah. that nobody ever saw. Listen, yeah. we could use a lucky bounce from the uh, TV yeah. gods. I, yeah. I just saw Ted Foxman puke in the uh, production <laughs> booth over there. But I mean, you know, the good news is a, a lot of times, like my pilot forty, you guys have, I believe. Believe have seen it. Okay. I promise you it was better than a lot of stuff that went on HBO after that. Whatever happened, happened, but HBO owned it. Now we have something that we can bring yes. to a bunch of people. And I can show you, we sold our freaking animated clips of the podcast. We Kevin, sold our cartoon. Kevin sold his short <laughs> film, his independent movie. I've yeah. sold two independent movies and uh and two shorts. We're we're, we're gonna, gonna sell it We're gonna find a home, but I do think. In my my opinion, and, and again, this is Entourage was the greatest experience of my life. Of course, life. this is the best work that I've done on a on a full level of everything coming together. This is the best work I've done, and I haven't seen it yet. So I I, I feel like we have something really special, and we do. You guys are both giant Golden Globe Emmy nominated stars. Tra Charlie Sheen is one of the biggest TV stars in the world, yeah. and he's doing something in my mind that is he's going to hit the ball out of the park, and people mm -hmm. are going to remember why he's so good, yeah. and that it wasn't a fluke that you know, Two and a Half Men was the biggest show, but before that, he was doing the biggest comedy movies in Hot Shots, and before that, he was doing our favorite movies in Platoon mm -hmm. with Kevin Dillon and Wall Street. His resume speaks for itself. Yeah, so but bigger news, uh, I think. Um, Producer Foxman, we talked about it the uh, Last week on the show, we had an incident with uh, some furniture at the oh, Action boy. Park Media <laughs> Studios, and uh, it's Connolly. It was your birthday this weekend, and what 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 just went on here? Because I, I didn't see them take away. You gave yourself furniture. a nice gift. Didn't you? <laughs> well, no, but like Ted was like, so could you point out exactly uh, what furniture? And I was like, yeah, yeah, credenza over here, and credenza over here, and these lamps. A couple throw pillows and uh, <laughs> that lamp and uh, this rug and and that that couch in my office. He's like, "Well, happy birthday!" So, producer wow. Foxman, thank you very much, Ted. That's a great birthday Jeez. present. That's very good. He's uh, Ted, August nineteenth. That's my birthday, bro. <laughs> I'm embarrassed now. Sarah's been saying, by the way, for five days, "What are we getting, Kevin, for his birthday?" And it's not that I wrote the line in the show. I don't get dudes. Birthday presents, no. but stop, what am I supposed to be getting me a birthday present? Then I'm gonna have to get you a table. birthday right. present. Right. What, uh, why do I have to get you a truce. birthday present? You should get me the same thing that I'm gonna get you. Nothing. <laughs> But now Foxman, no Christmas, Foxman's no now ruined it completely. Like, oh, oh, that's really, it's beautiful what you got me. But Foxman got me my office furniture. Hey, Kev, what are you going to get Ted for his exactly. birthday yeah, now? Exactly. I also said to Ted, you know what? At the wrap party, I'll buy you. Nah, you're buying drinks at the wrap party. All right. I'm one of these days, Ted. I'm going to make it up to you. I do have to somewhere. say this. So we can give him a little shine on this. This show started. I was putting up a significant amount of money, and I was stressed about it. I'm not as rich as Connolly likes to claim I am. And, and Ted... He really came in. I don't even think we had a script yet. I know we didn't. We, I know we don't have Charlie. And he said, I'm in. I honestly, I, did, I didn't believe him. And the right. truth is, we've all been around a lot of money, guys. He took a lot of burdens off my head on this and was 
a contributor, which Ted and I mm-hmm. came up with, even though Connolly's not sold on it, which is ridiculous. Ted and I came up with Ramble On because we literally... I'm not, I'm not, not sold on it. I You're just, getting it takes it a second You're to getting. digest it. Here's and, the other thing I'd like to say, too, about Foxman is, and this is why you could see he's successful in business, right? Because he's already in, right, for a bunch of money. And it's like, it's like if you spring for the house, it's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, of course we got to, of course we got to get, we got to get. You need some furniture. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, spring for what house? You're, uh, what, you're leaving stories. You buy a house, you got to get the furniture. What I'm saying is that, you know, hey, listen, we paid for X amount of dollars for this restaurant. We have to have people in it. Yeah. Uh, and if that costs a little yeah. extra money. He, he the was, budget went up. He was yeah. backing his, he was backing his bets. Yeah. It's, it's a nice change because when I did, I did fast. At Beach with the producer who was putting up the money. It was quite a different world. Like one day he would say, Yeah, that actress, she won't be back today because she wanted more money. I'm like, What do you mean she won't be back? We shot four days right So <laughs> oh, we're going to replace her. And if you watch Fat Beach, we've talked about it before. There's a girl who's white, and then in the middle, she's black, and then she becomes white again. <laughs> and the guy was like, It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm so, saying that at a certain point, if you're, if, you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're pot committed, right, and you spent all this money, you want it to look the best it's going to be. I already spent this. I'm not going to have that not look great because yeah. we didn't want to spring for yeah. a few hundred bucks for but that. I, Ted also saw some. Uh, he saw some dailies of us, and he was seeing some good, uh, some good he stuff. He was liking what he was seeing. He was liking. Yeah, what he, was he, saw, he saw. He saw magic. He's if another, he saw crap. He might have been like. He's another right. one though. He's a, Ted's another one that like no matter how many times I say I don't want you. It's not that I don't want to hear your opinions. I don't want to hear them till I form my own. Then I said, watch dailies, write down whatever you think. Let me do what I do. And then you can go, wait, I saw something that I thought was better and I can debate it with you or not. But I just, I don't like to have something in my head. So I shouldn't have made the horror movie reference on day one. Uh, Dylan, did you hear the story? Oh my God. In front of Ted too, by the way. That almost cut the budget down. I was, I was joking. So, you know. You weren't joking. I was joking. I, I was one hundred percent joking, which is the whole point of it. I wouldn't say it some. I know how those don't monitors get fucking at you with me. That furniture can still be taken so listen, away. <laughs> what happens is with the, the monitors that you're looking at are are that the director and everybody's looking oh, at outside. are very 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 misleading. They're not. They're crappy. Even on a big show, they're just not good monitors. They don't <sighs> represent what the picture looks like. So the monitors were kind of dark, right? And I guess at a certain point, Ted was like, "It looked a little dark. It looks a little dark in here." I I hadn't heard that part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So. I'm looking at it, and the monitors seem dark. I walk in and go, we shooting a horror movie here or what? (laughs) Doug throws, Kevin, Kevin, Ted's already freaked out about the monitors, and now you're kidding. Why would you say that? I'm like, I'm joking around. No, you're not. You just started a shit story. I don't even know what this voice is, but what I want to add to that, and Connolly, Connolly's a master storyteller, which is why he's able to make himself look a little better. That's not what happened. (laughs) What happened? You said, I'm not talking about the monitors. I'm talking about the light on the fucking set. I was like, are you serious right now? And I didn't know if you were serious. Foxman almost puked. And then the well, next- I didn't know there was a conversation prior. <laughs> then that. the entire night, I had to listen to, you, uh, you think our, our dailies are okay? <laughs> da, 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 da. And, uh, I'm not going to lie. The next day, I was like, hey, the <laughs> They're not dark. Are they? They're not horror movies, right? I was like, <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ! I'm waiting for Michael Myers to jump out of here and start stabbing me to death. Well, I do want to say, Perkle. I said to Perkle. I talked to him about a couple of references. Obviously, some of my favorite movies, Sideways. Goodfellas, again, we're not comparing me to Scorsese. Like we're not you comparing are. you to De Niro, although maybe <laughs> Dylan could be compared. <laughs> I wish, yeah, De Niro. But uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the dailies that I've seen without sound are fucking beautiful. beautiful. Now, let Dave, me ask you this. Dave did a great job. Yeah. The lighting is amazing. Yeah. Are, if you could go back, and this is a conversation that I think we should have about the digital and film. 
for people out there, you know, film is... I did a lot of pitching about the film. <laughs> film is old school. Now, some people say that it's coming back, but, you know, these digital cameras have come such a long way. And truthfully, yeah. digital the digital format is a bit more maybe performance-friendly, right? Because yeah. you could run yes. back and keep doing it and do doing it and doing yeah, it. Yeah, you could, you could get some momentum. Right. We had small mags. Yeah, we had so little we had small magazines. So... Uh, so you would run out a lot. You'd and we're, run we're, out of we, film we're in the middle four of the five, take. Four or five page scenes. You yes. couldn't do two in a row. No, sometimes. no. You your question. Your, one qu- your question is: Would I change it? Not, no, not no right shot. now. But like maybe we, bigger max, right? <laughs> Bigger magazines. There was only one time that I I wish we were digital, and that was the last scene with Dylan because I I knew he was tired. You killed it anyway. Yeah, but but nine thirty, and then you crushed the rehearsal, and then we had a run out as we started, and we had a load, and it t- that load for some reason took a long time, and maybe because I could feel Dylan uh, like yeah. tired. And but it was cold out, and, and was I was freezing. in a bathrobe. Yeah, and I started at eight o'clock that morning. It was nine thirty when I was shooting that scene. That was a long day. Yeah, yeah. For Gary sure. Gary Goldman and I did a little math and we broke down how long it takes to reload and and we basically came to the rough number give and take give or take six that, hours that it would be the equivalent of half a day a half a day of shooting and then maybe like a couple like a scene after lunch yeah like that's the time that you burn shooting film now we had the time we were never under the gun that is a significant thing though and and one mm. of the things i'll talk about with this day pilot and a half, is bro. Yeah. We were shooting Entourage at 4 o'clock in the morning on a 15, 16, 17-hour day. I don't even remember. This, we were done early every single day. So obviously, everybody knows their lines, and that helps, let's say. It, it does. You guys were all off book. Our crew was was clicking on day one. Um, but obviously, you always want a half a day extra. And I wish... I mean, would you? what would you do with a half a day? Right? You wouldn't even have done anything, right? I, I can't come up with it. We just got a half a day because of the insurance right. problem, and we, we mm-hmm. ended that early, too. So, But my point is, is would I switch... No, I I think the show, everything about this show, I, I hope it's going to speak to what I really wanted to to say and what the themes of the show are and the retro vibe of it is film and um so I wouldn't I wouldn't go back but of course I wish they could come up with a quicker way to load. Oh, well, Kevin, no, but Kevin's right. Yeah. Like maybe bigger mags. Yeah, definitely bigger mags. I don't know why we had small mags. What, yeah. What's what's the reason? Well, usually when it's handheld. Handheld cameras, yeah, you, you got to keep it lighter. Lighter. Like the small mags, or else it's like. But there were small mags throughout the whole there time. Small mags Can we talk about Perkle? I mean, the guy's an animal. Like he's operating also, which he doesn't do anymore because he's moved past that. But to keep this budget down, he did both. He's walking around. I don't even know what the camera weighs. Eighty pounds? I think it. I think it was. Do we know? I think I want to say it was like fifty something pounds. Uh, yeah, 50, I don't think it's pounds. I mean, Foxman tried to lift it, and uh, I think he tore his Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> Blew out his MCL. <laughs> he, he now is an impingement in his shoulder. <laughs> Dylan, how's the shoulder doing? I got are, a little impingement. Are you going to keep working out? Yeah, I'm going to keep working out, but I, I can't. Right now, I can't do anything because I hurt my shoulder doing a military press. Right, well, I, I was pushing around a lot of weight, bro. I was trying to really get. Well, what I up. would like to ask of the two of you, hopefully. We get this thing up and running in the next. We got to write scripts, or I got to write scripts. So seven scripts to nine scripts. Hopefully, we quickly. Like if, if this flew and we got going, we're shooting in the fall. Yeah, um, which I don't love the idea of the fall. So why? ideally, because the weather. Because I mean, ideally, I mean, we're not in Alaska, bro. Well, we're sort of in the fall now, but ideally, we we start at the same time, March first, around there. That would that would be ideal. We can't wait a year. Well, I'd like to move as quickly as possible. But what I was going to ask you guys is, I'd like you guys to uh, to lock yourself in your homes and. Just stay healthy. And- oh, Kevin, you're going skiing. <laughs> he's going to wrap us in Kevin, bubble wrap Kevin, so we don't get hurt. Oh, my God, I would skiing. love to do that. I oh, would he would like to, to freeze us like Han Solo. 
have us in his garage. That would be incredible. Be that, that car. I got to keep that car in good shape, too. You got to keep the we car gotta, in good we gotta, shape. We, gotta, we, gotta we are not going to make this Stay mistake. off the motorcycle, for God's sakes. Kevin's 69 Camaro is going to become the car. What, He's saying stay off the motorcycle. He, meanwhile, he just had me on a motorcycle in the final <laughs> scene of this. Thing. Thank God it Hold wouldn't up. start. Film is forever. Film is forever. So um, the rap party's tomorrow night. I'm excited for that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Amy may may play a little music, maybe? Yeah, I'll, maybe? yeah, she'll play. Will she play the song that she wrote about you? Was called what? She wrote many songs. She's she only, wrote two she's songs only about it. She's only hamming. She, um, yeah, yeah, she'll play them. She's going to play a song. And and the other thing, great job by the COVID protocol officers. Everybody got tested. Now, granted, I know things are better, but we didn't have any COVID incidents. And, and I got to tell you. But when we go to the rap party, I'm not going to recognize anybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they've been wearing masks the whole yeah. time. It's going to be I gotta funny. Tell, I but, told Ted, in my opinion, the only, the only problem we could have is if we had a COVID outbreak because I think we've got the cast, crew, and the script, and I think we. I sat out the other. Wasn't there a little COVID scare with like a early first early, day? Someone walked in, tested, but in, re- in rehearsal. That we was threw like him out, and that was thing. it. Yeah, He's yeah. fine as well. I sat out the island game. Doug, I was thinking, you know what? You I poor can, thing. I was like, I can, go the, I can go to the island game. There's no way Doug's gonna know. But and then, <laughs> then there's like a voice in my head saying. God forbid you're the one that shuts this thing down. I said, no, I just You should don't. always do the right thing, even if Doug doesn't know. Well, I didn't do it. I didn't do I'm it. I'm glad. I didn't do it. There was a big fight in that game, wasn't there? I know. It was a good, I mean, the Islanders got killed, so it didn't really matter. So, Might as well fight someone. But Doug was like, Kevin, beat. if it was a playoff game, it'd be a different story. What is this voice that he's doing? I mean, do I sound <laughs> like that? You sound just like... That's <laughs> 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 the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I have a masterful speaking yes, voice. So, yeah, All right, guys, can we say a little hello to Jonah Gold and Lucas Ellen? All right, we're going to come back from old? the break, and we'll be back with Lucas. All right, welcome back, Victory the Podcast, and uh, it's exciting for me and the guys to see your reaction to, to to my son when he showed up on set today, three hours late because he obviously was drunk <laughs> last night. He's twenty so. years old. Leave him alone, bro. Lucas, Ellen, what's happening? How are you? <laughs> He's, He's nervous. He's okay. nervous. It's good to see you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so much like my nephew. It's freaking crazy. You and Alec are it's starting a good-looking look- kid. Damn good-looking kid. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Michaela, who uh, was on the set, who who seemed to find Dylan good looking as well. As soon as Lucas walked in, well, she's Dylan only was human. done. She's only human. Do you blame her? I don't blame her. Who could blame her? I mean, so what's up, Lucas? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing yeah, well. It's yeah. good to be here. You were around for the Entourage days. You got to see about eight minutes of filming today. How did it compare? Uh, well, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's good to be back. I haven't been on set in a long time, and uh, it's 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 cool to see. Uh, Kind of behind the scenes and seeing you work again and seeing you direct is pretty cool. It's a thing, Kyle. You're gonna have to remember well, that, that with that, a young child. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, Luke, Luke, you were young when your dad was. I'm gonna say because I'm talking about all of us in his prime. Oh. And now he's back on the. Now he's back <laughs> he's on the. He's less big than stage. his prime. What do, What are your sort of memories of like the entourage days? I mean, you were you were young. I mean, well, first of all, his early your first memories. I mean, when you're three, I mean, you probably always remember. Being on the set, I mean, from from the three years old, right? Well, I remember being on the set, but I also never got to see any footage from the show until I was like oh, seventeen. He wasn't allowed. <laughs> Look at you, Doug. Wow, like Doug. Yeah, and I also knew that. Thank 17, God, seventeen. You really. Uh, it wasn't a show where what the a kids. Dad, you have. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I mean, I think fifteen would have <laughs> I would have been at thirteen. You're good. <laughs> and it wasn't one of those shows where the kids at school all knew he was on a show, so that was good. Also, so you didn't have that that experience. But it's interesting that you say that getting to work because. 
we did a scene last week and, and some of the themes of, of the show relate to all of our lives, but rip rip Hamilton, NBA champion, UConn national champion. I think, right. I think he won both. He's anyway. got rings, yeah. but uh, he was watching the scene and he's like, Oh my God, this is so my life because he can relate to the fact that his kids didn't get to see him in his prime playing basketball and oh, winning titles yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so your dad looked good. Do I, I think you, you looked confident. You looked good. Yeah. <laughs> what about Dylan? Does he look, uh, he looked a little nervous, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited about anything. What else do you want? Uh, will Lucas about? be back? Well, I guess Lucas could theoretically be back with a, with regards to anything, right? It's I mean, Joe. Well, oh no, it's not Jonah Gold. Sorry, yeah, but he could be Lucas Ellen. I could yeah. be Lucas he could be actual. He could be an actual agent that was Ari's son, but as an actor. But I don't know. It's confusing. I like it. It's I like con- it. Well, I got hey, Lucas. My... You still love fire engines, or is that kind of past? <laughs> I mean, you, I, you you wanted to be a fireman so I've, bad. I've I've evolved to police cars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Lucas is very involved. He won't explore the year for the uh, Beverly Hills Police Department, and he is, wow. um, he's a gun-toting lunatic. So, yeah, he's a, <laughs> yo, he's hey, packing. He's, he's, packing. A, he's a good he, shot, bro. Yeah, you don't want to wow. fuck, you don't want to fuck around my house. Between the German shepherds and the guns, <laughs> oh, you, you just not. don't want to come I around. said, it's crazy, like, when the shit hits the fan, Doug, Lucas is our backup. Actually, <laughs> you know, I, the, I swear to God. The funny yeah. thing is, when uh, when we had the uh, armed robbery at the office, Connor's like, you know what, you think, uh, do we call Luke? Is that a good call? <laughs> Uh, that's a good call. Sit out there, tinted I thought Connolly was an armed man as well. I was <laughs> head of security at APM. And how was college? How was it? College is amazing. It's uh, University of Arizona. University Bear down. of Arizona. Bear down. And nice. you're done with the acting. That's it. People always ask. You I, never really cared to do it after the show. Well, you know, I really enjoyed being an actor on Entourage. It was an amazing experience. And if something were to come up, I would love to. Oh, uh, yeah. It just comes up. They just call you. That's how Hollywood works, Luke. It just comes up. I, I, right now, I'm pursuing a different career. Good for you. If If something were to come up in some way or another. You mean I, if we call you? You know, so you want to come it, yeah. on the show. <laughs> but um, acting is Wait, something this that's is very... amazing. I, I have to, I mean, just so we're all clear, whoever's out there, I love and respect law enforcement and police officers. Kevin Connolly's brother is a police officer. My, Lucas's grandfather is a police officer and Lucas wants to be. But you're saying, because I don't want him to be a police officer, I think for <laughs> obvious reasons. You're Doug's saying, trying to get you out of the law enforcement game by bringing you on a TV show. If this show, I need this show to go now, I give him a part and that's it. Police officer's over. Yeah, I mean, be, being back on set, it, it does make me miss it a little bit. It It's a really fun environment with a lot of moving parts and you get to work with a lot of really amazing people and you get to create, you know, uh, really good art that millions of people potentially could enjoy. So it's, it's definitely another route that I would be open to pursue. It's so sad to see this because how Lucas came on Entourage, by the way, is I had no interest like Kevin with his daughter in my son or my daughter acting. I did not want him in the business, but Lucas used to come to the set. He was so cute and so funny and he would make up stuff. And I told Sheila, you know what? Just put him on camera. Just let, like, let him audition and see how he is. And him and Piven, I mean, Piven will tell you. I directed you. Lucas. Oh, he yeah. used to improv with Piven. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you were great. It was, it was, it was a really amazing experience that unfortunately not a lot of people get to do, but um, it was something that that I really 
I look back on a lot. All right. Well, All right, I think well, I we might have had a big I got one thinker. last question for Lucas. So Dylan and I did your uh, fraternity video. Any luck? <laughs> they loved it. They loved it. I am I'm currently pledging to a fraternity. I'm not allowed to talk about which one, but... Oh, really? I am not. Was it the one that we uh, talked about? Yes. They better not rough you up too bad. I'll show up down there. Yeah, let so them know that frat. We will send the whole cast and crew and the Teamsters over to them. If they're, 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 all, they're all big fans, though. They all send their love. They they cool. they love the show. Nice. Um, all right, well, they need to hey, love this new hey, one. Hey, Luke, so. remember on the set, I used to always go, who's your favorite uncle? We all pretend like we're your uncles, <laughs> you know? And I'd always admit, you are. You're my favorite. Who's your favorite, bro? Come on. It's can't be Connolly. It's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> Come on now. I, I am taller than Kevin now, so it's, yeah, you're, you're like his uncle. uncle. You're taller than Dylan when he takes off his cowboy boots. <laughs> Lucas, though, Lucas, he did, might be. Lucas did really love Jerry, though. I remember Lucas had a special thing for Jerry. Okay, but Jerry liked to play video games with me. That's so. True. It's like, and he was, by the way, he was younger too. He was a lot younger. <laughs> well, this is getting me uh, emotional, and I'm hoping that I really am. I'm hoping we get to see Kennedy Connolly grow up on this set. And nah, if, you're not. And see if that Dylan bro, pops bro. out another one at sixty, <laughs> maybe we'll get that too. So, but anyway, uh, this was great, Lucas. Love you. Glad you're back in town. On. And yeah. um, and guys, ramble on. Like, spread the word because we're gonna need every ounce of help we can get to get this thing out there. And uh, but I think we got something special. And uh, guys, it's a wrap, and we'll. Rap party tomorrow, and uh, and we got some good victory. The podcast guests coming up, so stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, awesome victory. <laughs> that was a that was a victory of a guy that's been acting for eight days. I guess I-